Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Laura Jost, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Mark Fendrick, the Co-Editor-in-Chief of AGMC, as well as the Director of the Center for Value-Based Insurance Design at the University of Michigan. He is the co-author of a paper in the April issue of AGMC that examines the relationship between consumer cost-sharing for branded antidepressants and the initiation of branded therapy among patients who were filling a prescription for a generic medication to treat major depressive disorder. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Fendrick. It's my pleasure to be here. So let's start with a little bit of background. Can you talk about some of the current policies being employed to limit spending that you see having serious consequences for patients? There's a real tension between providing individual and population health and containing health care costs in the United States. We spend more than any country and end up not getting anywhere close to the podium in terms of quality metrics and how we would measure health in a population. As employers have looked to constrain health care cost growth, they've increasingly asked beneficiaries to pay more for all services whether it be in terms of co-payments, co-insurance, and deductibles. And as my mother says, I can't believe you had to spend a million dollars to show that if you make people pay more for something, they'll buy less of it. As payers have asked constituents to pay more for everything, they have stopped buying the things that they shouldn't be buying, which is the purpose of the program. But they've also stopped buying those services that I beg them to do. And in major depressive disorder, why might these policies be a bigger issue than for other conditions? Well, you can imagine that uh, there are certain conditions that people would have a little bit more difficulty navigating the very complicated United States healthcare system. We have consistently showed that people with chronic diseases or those who are economically challenged are particularly exposed to the negative clinical aspects of increased across-the-board cost-sharing. Specifically among chronic diseases, mental health disorders, such as major depressive disorder, has certainly had a significant effect in terms of lack of use of high-value services due to barriers put in place in front of patients, specifically cost-sharing for visits and prescription drugs. So what is the concept of the reward the good soldier or precision benefit approach And how does this present an alternative strategy to those current policies? Well, for years, we've kind of looked at patient cost-sharing programs and formulary designs, and we we find them to be static in the fact that the cost-sharing for a drug or a visit or a diagnostic test remains the same under every possible clinical situation. And as AJMC readers know, that the natural history of most chronic conditions, whether it be diabetes or major depressive disorder, often necessitate multiple therapies to achieve desired clinical outcomes. When we see patients who fail generic drugs, which are typically lower cost items, and it is clinically indicated, as it is quite common in mental health disorders to use a second, third line, or even fourth line branded drug, that when confronted with the higher cost sharing of these branded drugs, people don't use them. And our paper in this month's AJMC shows if you look between the lowest level of cost sharing and the higher levels of cost sharing, there's nearly a 10% decrease in the likelihood of getting a branded drug after receiving a generic antidepressant. 
And what are the challenges to implementing like a reward the good soldier strategy? What do insurers need to do differently or better on their end in order to set these kinds of uh, design approaches up successfully? Reward the good soldier or precision benefit design gets rid of this static type of cost sharing and puts in place a more dynamic or evidence-based types of cost sharing based on the clinical indication of a service. So in other words, as a patient progresses through a chronic condition like major depressive disorder, precision benefit design removes administrative barriers and lowers cost sharing to improve access to effective therapies when indicated. So as I like to say, as someone who almost exclusively uses generic drugs when they are clinically indicated, there are certain situations that whether it be the first line, third line, or sixth line therapy that I have to rarely prescribe a higher cost, higher tier, uh, sometimes branded agent. If a patient and I agree that a particular agent is first line on that day, I don't care if the drug is the first she has taken or the fifth she has taken, on that day, I believe the cost sharing should be first line. And that's what precision benefit design puts in place. The interesting parts about precision benefit design in adding this nuanced approach to consumer cost sharing First and foremost, it strongly commits to established policies that encourage lower-cost first-line therapies. So I remain a huge fan of generics when indicated. However, because of this flexibility or the dynamic nature of the design, it enhances access to effective therapies when clinically appropriate. And in the growing move of targeted precision medicine, this type of design supports precision medicine initiatives by encouraging the use of targeted therapies when clinically indicated. So it holds steadfast to the idea of use a lower cost agent if the patient has not tried it before, but certainly loosens uh, the current very strict approach to higher cost therapies when a patient has actually no other choice than to use them. Why haven't payers maybe taken the plunge yet? Is this Has it not been tested enough? Is it still too new? What would get them to start implementing these strategies? So that's a really good question. We've had a handful of self-insured employers who've basically said, uh, we understand that as long as we remain committed to lower-cost first-line therapies, we're not going to penalize patients, as I like to say, put them into a double jeopardy in the fact that all patients want the lower-cost therapies to work. And then at the same time, when it doesn't work, they're jeopardized again by having them pay more for the drugs that their clinicians and they feel are best for them. So you could imagine this is much more complicated and difficult to implement than this drug will always be X dollars or X percent. But uh, as the electronic medical records become linked to the claims data systems, I am somewhat optimistic that we're able to better leverage the clinical information we have to put in place these nuanced designs that will be fiscally responsible, but also clinically sensitive to the needs of our patients. So what were the key takeaways from this study, and what would you say are next steps for research or changes that should happen? So cost sharing for any specific medication is often fixed and rarely reflects patient-specific factors that may change over the course of the disease. Our paper in this month's AJMC showed higher cost sharing for branded antidepressants is associated with reduced likelihood of initiation of a branded therapy among patients who had already received a generic. And I think that's what makes this paper unique. 
The literature suggests that a branded option may be the best choice for some patients following a suboptimal response to a first-line antidepressant or any first-line therapy for chronic diseases. And we'd really like to see uh, future research to test the pros and cons of this reward the good soldier or what we now call precision benefit design that reduces cost sharing for more expensive medications only when patients have a clinical indication such as a failure of a generic medication to deliver the patient-oriented response. Did you have any final words on the subject that you wanted to say? Innovations to prevent and treat disease have led to impressive reductions in morbidity and mortality. Irrespective of these advances, cutting healthcare spending is the main focus of reform discussions. I am concerned as science moves forward, but our delivery system lags behind, that the delivery of high-quality health care will slow behind the pace of this medical innovation. I like to call this Star Wars science meets Flintstones delivery. It is our hope that innovations like precision benefit design will bring our delivery system from the Stone Age to the Space Age. Great. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. To read Dr. Fendrick's paper, Cost-Sharing and Branded Antidepressant Initiation Among Patients Treated with Generics, visit the April issue of the American Journal of Managed Care on AJMC.com or see the show notes.